We've heard it dispatched a whole bunch of ways, shortness of breath, respiratory distress, dyspnea. If you've been in the ambulance business long enough, these calls are second nature and they occur a lot. Today on the QMC Board and Caller, we'll explore the trouble behind trouble breathing. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Caller podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. So, why tackle this subject in a podcast such as this? Simple answer, just because we do it a lot doesn't necessarily mean we document our trouble breathing run effectively. The key to whether or not payers will compensate your department for completing these runs is always in the documentation of the run. For this discussion, it is important that there is objective evidence of abnormal respiratory function. A lot of people have breathing issues and many of them function daily without using an ambulance. For our purpose here today, the bottom line is whether or not the patient is suffering from a respiratory condition right now, right here, such that the person's life is in jeopardy and transportation and treatment from any other source other than trained ambulance personnel has the potential to be life-threatening, endangering the overall safety of the patient. Once you've determined that the patient's chief complaint, for example, I can't breathe, then it's time to assess and treat the patient. Of course, following all of this will eventually be the documentation of the incident, either handwritten or via computer EPCR generation. You find and record in the patient care report is crucial to the billing part of the loop. One big element is whether or not the scenario is a sudden, uncontrollable onset of symptoms. Be sure to mention this fact in the PCR you write following the run, especially when documenting 911 trips. For example, Ambulance 10 crew arrived on scene to find a 59-year-old female patient complaining of severe shortness of breath. Patient was unable to speak more than a word or two at a time, and her family stated that the respiratory distress began about 20 minutes ago following a walk around the block or it may be a severe ongoing scenario for a routine trip that is documented. Another example, the crew arrived to find a 79-year-old male patient who is intubated and a respirator is in place. Transport is being completed to a higher level of care due to increasing loss of adequate respiratory function without any improvement overall. Patient was not conscious at the time of transport. Always be sure to describe your patient and how he or she appears to you upon assessment. This can be an effective technique for helping to prove the medical necessity of the ambulance trip overall. Another example, found patient sitting on the edge of his bed in a tripod-like seated position with excessive accessory muscle use. Patient noted to have audible wheezes from across the room and appeared to be somewhat cyanotic with noted diaphoresis. Be sure to record all the values complete with the patient condition statuses. Again, it's advisable to document a recorded pulse oximeter oxygen saturation reading upon arrival and then further record the oxygen saturation reading following whatever treatment you have provided. Additional example, 
Upon arrival, we noted the patient's oxygen saturation to be 90%. Following the administration of oxygen at 4 liters per minute via nasal cannula, the patient's saturation improved at 95%, and the patient's breath per minute improved from a rate of 28 breaths per minute to 20 breaths per minute. Make note of the overall condition of the patient before and after EMS treatment and transport. Especially, be sure to document if that condition improves, which further helps to provide documentation to satisfy the medical necessity requirements for this particular scenario. It's the numbers that count here, folks. Make sure you have a value for each and every measurement recorded on the report. The payer billing guides I review here in the ambulance billing office often tell us what payer sources are looking for when they review claims for respiratory difficulties of any type. Symptoms and findings are expected to be documented that includes some mention or combination of documentation that includes tachnia, labored respirations, hypoxemia requiring oxygen, administration, or might include documentation of the patients requiring advanced airway management of some sort, including the need for deep airway suctioning due to a buildup of secretions obstructing the patient's airway. We also see guidance where medical necessity can be established when it is noted that the patient requires positioning in the ambulance that would not be possible in any other vehicle. Always remember to explain why you believe the patient would be potentially harmed or a condition worsened by not being transported by an ambulance. We know that many providers simply believe that administering oxygen nails the medical necessity for the payment of the transport. That is surely not the case. Most payer sources, especially Medicare and Medicaid, warn us that the patient must require oxygen therapy and be so frail at the time of transport that only trained medical personnel can assist the person in sustaining their basic life functions. Burden of the EMS provider is to prove that the patient condition worsened to the point or is exacerbated to the point that there is no way they can self-regulate their oxygen saturation levels without a potential detriment to the patient's overall condition. Especially make notation when you have to change an oxygen delivery device, such as when you have to remove a nasal cannula and apply a non-rebreather mask, or in the ALS world, documentation of application of a nebulizer treatment would be crucial as obviously that patient would not be able to receive that treatment in a taxi cab or Uber. As you can see, clear documentation is important for those patients who are experiencing trouble breathing. I hope you found this information helpful and informative as you care for those who are having trouble breathing. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day and hey, be safe out there.